I'm I'm ready. Uh, you can't you can't keep a good man down. You can't stop top players from making their season debuts. Um, been on the bench, but it's been yeah. I've been ready, and now I'm glad to have my opportunity. So <laughs> looking forward to it. Saying all the right things, exactly what you want to hear. It's exactly what you want to hear, man. It's exactly what you want to hear. Um, yeah. So look, you said you can walk out a little time out from from you know many parts of life. So you've been good. I just want to check in that you're all right. Yeah, can't complain. Been been enjoying the summer. Been watching the transfer medley, spending time with family, d- ducking out of the country when I can. You know, trying to avoid this sinking tiny island a little bit. But back on, back on solid, albeit sinking ground. And uh, yeah, not bad. Good man. Good, good, good. So we are here to talk about the Forest game. Um, we beat them two 0 um, and there have been very view, very many different viewpoints, right, on the nature of the win and the context. But overall, I think, you know, let's start with a, um, a review. If you had three takeaways from the game, what would those be? I think they're all pretty positive. I think Harry Kane scoring in August and how. I think the second is... We're a solid team. Even when we're not at our best, people can't really get us like they used to. And I think three, Conte really knows what he's doing. Uh, I think we've questioned him in the past with, you know, stale lineups or not making changes till the 70th minute or bringing on certain players and not others. But he knows what he's doing and it's working. It's hard to argue that, man. It's hard to argue that he is... um... Yeah, I guess he he's he's found a way of getting us to play which might not be particularly pretty at the moment in certain ways, but it's very much effective, right? And he's also got Kane firing nice and early. Um compared to last season, yep. I think last season it took it took to like December the twenty eighth from score the first goal. And he's got four already. Something like that. Yeah, and I mean it's not look Conte isn't a genius for teaching Harry Kane how to score goals. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if we can think about what we built on at the end of last season and we already get Kane firing from the beginning. Yes, Son's a bit off at the moment. The team means that that's not, we're not suffering from for that. But I think that the things are gelling in a way that we should be really happy with. For sure. Yeah. And um, when you look at the lineup, I guess there's not really much reason for it to change. Um, and we know what Conde's like. He's not really going to just change for change's sake. Um, were you happy with what you saw? I was happy. I mean, Perisic has earned his way into the lineup. He stays there. No one else has really given me a reason to drop any of the other players. And like, you might argue that 
you know, your son's maybe not at his best right now, so Richarlison should get a game. He hasn't really, like, he's played well when he's come on, um, and maybe there's a decision for West Ham now, but he hasn't deserved, he hasn't done enough for me to drop Sonny. Same with Basuma when he's come on, everyone, we know what a player he is, we know he's going to be fantastic, but do you drop Hoiberg just because there's a player in there? No, Hoiberg's done everything he's been asked to, and maybe a bit more, so... I was happy with it. We're playing one game a week at the moment. When we're playing one game a week, Conte doesn't change the lineup unless he has to. So, cool. I think, I think this is the thing, right? For us, this uh, window has not been so much about, about um, I guess, changing the, the number, like the, the 11 you're going to start, right? It's more about, now it's a squad game, right? So those who do come in can do a job, not just do a job, but can be effective and can at some points be game-changing in their, in their contribution, but not necessarily be so great that they're being, you know, they can't be ignored, right? Um, you know, you and I spoke yeah. previously about how Son made himself, you know, so integral to the team by performing when he had the opportunity. Right, and it became to a point where Pochettino couldn't leave him out, and the formation had to be changed. There's no one in our squad at the moment who's doing that, but I'm never like groaning when they come on the pitch. I'm never thinking to myself, "Oh crap, this is where it all falls apart," which is a really good sign. It's not like last season when, when you saw Harry Winks pulling up his socks, you just knew it was the level would drop a level, and we're like, "Oh, now we're now we're at risk." No, I hear that completely. Completely. Um, I think the the subs who did come on, um, probably the most um, telling was Richardson. Um, yeah. He came on, good energy, got the assist, a beautiful assist, a beautiful assist. It must be said. Um, it was, it was inch perfect outside of his boot. It was just a joy to watch. Um, so, so that was that was great to see. I wonder if you feel like anyone else deserves a little bit more game time. I mean, deserves is a strong word. Um, I would like to see more of Basuma in our shirt. I would like to see. Frankly, I'd like to see more of Doherty because the way he ended last season, I'm I'm quite surprised he hasn't played. I was going to say more, but played at all. I guess he's coming back from an injury. And there's also that the balance, right? Right now, we're playing with quite uh, strong runners, right? He's not really that strong a runner mm. with the ball. So maybe that would lead to an imbalance. It's possible. It's possible. Um, and yeah, to that point, I guess, you know, Lucas has played back there ahead of Doherty. So you want someone who can dribble. Um, well, Conte certainly does. Uh but there's no one really for me that I am screaming and saying actually, you know, Sonny doesn't deserve to play, and Rashardson does deserve to play. Although now I'm swinging more to the Rashardson camp for 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 the next game. But I think I'm happy with the subs. I'm happy to see them. I always wonder if we don't make why why we don't make subs earlier. At the same time, if the game is working and going according to plan. Why change it for the sake of it? Um, and it's you know it's game four of a if things go well what sixty game season plus a World yeah. Cup. I'm not too worried about Richarlison or Basuma or Longley getting upset about their lack of game time. Frankly, if Longley gets upset, he, he can just 
fly off back to Barca if he needs to and not get registered there. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that right now. <laughs> so when you look at it, right, okay, you made an important point about how it's working at the moment. How much stock are you putting in the table? Because I know people say the table doesn't matter until Christmas, right? They, people always say that. But then those who have made a good start, those who are around the, the right places in Christmas have often made a good start in August, right? Yeah. And given the opposition, the level of opposition we faced, should we take any stock in where we are on the table right now? We should. Like, I think the whole don't look at the table for the first, like, till Christmas, or like we used to say, maybe for the first 10 games, that's because we were shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so we wanted to give ourselves some time. We waited 10 games until we sacked Nuno, yeah. right? So that's, 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 that's the marker. That's a quarter of the season. When you start well and you see yourself at the top of the table... You start to believe. It gives you momentum. It gives you something to, to hold on to, right? And we're up there. So let's look at the table. Obviously, it's only four games. Everyone knows that. But if you also think about the structure of the season, right? We started two weeks earlier. We're cramming games in like they're going out of fashion. We've got the break for the World Cup. You know, the, September, the table on September 1st, the table on September 15th, is going to be a lot more meaningful than in previous seasons. So... Yeah, let's look at the table now. I mean, we're up there. If we were bottom, I'd be. If we were, you know, if we were Man United or, uh, well, Man United just shot themselves up to sixth, didn't they? But yeah. if I was, I don't know who's bottom of the league anymore. I if I was bottom West, of the league, West I'd be like, Ham? yeah, ten games, ten games. No, West Ham to come off the bottom. There we maybe, go. Maybe so. It might be Aston Villa, but um, yeah, okay. it's, it's a be- it's a beautiful thing that we don't have to look at the second half of the table. Uh, but but yeah, now I see what you mean. Yeah. Given, kind of giving us our time. So when you when you think about the nature of the our our performances, right, and where we are on the table, like I know you and Lira were having a spirited discussion about whether we currently should be happy or content, right? And I I get where Lira is coming from purely because Lira is very much a it's not enough to win. Right, he wants to win in a certain way, right? And it sounds he sounds like he sounds like one of those uh, tiki taka coaches who has the luxury of inheriting a, a great team with a really great tradition and loads of money to continue this tradition and constantly playing beautiful football. Like as Tottenham fans, we've been put in a position where we've had to decide more often than not between style and substance. You and I have watched many yeah. years of Tottenham being very stylish and having no substance. We've also watched times at the where there's been a little yeah. bit of grit and it perhaps hasn't been as pleasing in the eye and you hear the groans of the of you know other season, other season ticket holders. So at the stage we're at now, what are we thinking? I think we're doing both. We're just, you know, we we're we're at the start of the season. Preseason has been truncated. We're playing football when, at a time, then fine. End of August, historically, you're playing football. But you'd have normally two more weeks of warm-up, essentially. And we're just, we've gone in cold. We're getting results out, so we're winning. That's the most important thing. I think if, at the end of the season, we turn around and we've, you know, we've won something, uh, whether it's the league, the Champions League, or one of the Cups, or, at the very least, we've applied pressure in a very serious way and I know people take the mick out of us for saying applied pressure you don't get a trophy for that but if we're in the title race in a significant way or we are in the hunt for the Champions League in a significant way and you can see that we're up there and if we lose it's because we were beaten not because we were there just to make up the numbers then no one's going to come back to turgid performance against Wolves two weeks ago whatever it was or a week ago and be like 
ah, well, if there was more spirit in that gate. No, man, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's only if we fall away and start doing Nuno stuff or whatever yeah. that it's going to be like, okay, well, we're not winning and it looks terrible. Even Mourinho, we put up with long ball, counter-attack, Kane flick to Son because it was getting results. It's only when the results stopped coming that people start complaining. 100%. When we were banging... Well, That's yeah, the first when, when we were banging the, the likes of Southampton and, and United, no one was saying anything. Like, yeah. No, you're right. Exactly. And then the, sec- the second point is we're not playing badly. Like, let's just get this out there. People can say, oh, we got, one, got away with one against Forrest. Forrest were at us, at us, at us. Look at the number of shots. They had one shot fewer than us. Look at the number, like, just... Yeah, they had more possession. They made it look more attractive when they had the ball. They were style, we were substance. And it was a great game to watch. Like, from if I was a neutral, I'd love it, because Wolves was coming at us, coming at us. We didn't panic. Yeah. Hugo made, what, two saves, maybe? Do you know what I mean? And then he watched a lot go wide. If they were, on, if they were clinical in front of goal, different story. But you had to, at some point, give credit to our team and our management and our coaches and our scouting to know that these guys, they're all, they're, you know, they're all dance, but when it comes down to it, can they do it? No, Mm-mm. right? So, I, yeah, we don't, we're not playing like Man City. We're not doing tiki-taka. We're not playing like uh, Iniesta's Barcelona. I said Iniesta, not Messi's. We're not playing like <laughs> Iniesta's Barcelona. We're just playing football we're getting results maybe we're getting a bit over on in midfield so what man let them have the midfield we'll have the defence and we'll have the attack no one scores a goal from midfield whoa 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 I think it's, like, I know you I know you know I'm very sensitive about this midfield chat right I know I'm very <laughs> sensitive about it um, look I understand how we see the control right I get it and I understand look it's, it's very it's very brave but also clearly at the moment very effective to know that if you are solid in defence and effective in attack you're right you can bypass bypass the midfield you can well it does become irrelevant but you can to an extent bypass it right yeah but we we don't bypass the midfield but we there's a difference between being overrun in midfield and having no control and ceding control of the midfield to your opponent to create space for your attackers when you break to give your defence extra backup yeah, and I think that's what we. Yeah, doing. yeah, we are, we are doing that, and I mean, I don't know. It's there's a there's a quite a strange level of calm for a team that aren't dominating possession that we have, and that's what I find a bit unfamiliar and a bit unnerving, right? Because not unnerving, unnerving is the wrong word, but it's like it is peculiar to know that we are seeding yeah, possession like with Tottenham when we when we've been successful, it's because we've had the lion's share of possession, we're making chances and we're taking we're taking care of them, right? We're taking we're taking shots, yep. we're converting them and it's cool. To know that we're not really doing that and we're not dominating possession, but we still are I, I can't be for everyone else, but I'm still quite calm when I watch these Tottenham games, right? I'm still like, all right, cool. Yep. Even Southampton when we went to goal down, I wasn't like, ah I was like, no, let's let's see how this goes. Forest, we scored in the first yep. five minutes and then we hit the score for ages. Like, oh my God, they're going to equalise, they're going to equalise, they're going to equalise. <laughs> I didn't feel like that. I was just like, okay, cool. Now we've now we've put the game to bed. And this yep. is after having missed the penalty, right? So these are these are big, big differences. We are currently unbeaten in our last 10 Premier League games, right? We've got six clean sheets. Um, we've also played Liverpool, Chelsea um, and the Scum in that time. It's not a bad return, man. It's not a bad return at all. And completely agree. You know, I think at one point you've got to allow yourself to look at it differently. People was the point and say, oh, we finished, we started the season with three 1 0 victories last season and look where that got us, etc. The context was very different, right? Bar Man City, there, 
wasn't a clear plan beyond spring a counter attack and have everyone behind the ball. Right now, the patterns yeah. of play that we are calling for, whether we like it or not, they're there. The system is there. People are being brought in to play specific roles within the system, and that stuff is working, man. And I think that needs to be acknowledged for sure. Yeah, and do you know what gives me some quiet confidence? I remember when when Conte took over at Chelsea years back. I remember thinking, okay, I know who this guy is because he's Conte. But I watched Chelsea play, including against us, and I was never convinced by them. I, they always looked like a team that was just getting away with it. It's like they'll absorb, absorb, and then they'll just like I don't know, like Moses would just do something, and then I'm like, what? How? I, I watched them, and I used to just think, how did you do that? You genuine little <laughs> pricks. And that's us now. Yeah. Like, genuinely, that's just how it, we are, the jammy little bricks. Like, on the surface, you say, okay, Forrest didn't really wake up, came popped on in the corner. Then they woke up and they came at us and they came at us and came at us. And we somehow held on. And then we got a penalty, fully deserved. Kane missed it. They came at us. Historically, someone comes, if we miss a penalty, the next team, and then Forrest at home, or anyone at home, comes at us for 10 minutes, we crumble. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We held on. We were just like, you shall not pass. The way is shut. And then we went up, in there, up there and scored. And that was it. Game done. And it, it looks jammy, but that's what Conte used to do with Chelsea. And I used to be like, I'm not convinced by Conte because these Chelsea guys look jammy. It's not. It's, it's Conte ball. I just didn't, I, I wasn't a fan. I didn't pay much enough attention. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess this is the way it's going to be. No one's going to complain if it's like, if it can continue to be effective. Because uh, right now, we're as effective against the quote-unquote big teams as we are against the small teams. And that's exactly where you want to be. Yeah. We've been in positions where we could yeah. perhaps give people a good game at home against the big teams and beat all the small teams and it was fine. And then eventually that wasn't enough, right? You needed to get good results away from home. But we started to do that, right? I don't, you know, we yeah. gave, we, Anfield, they got, they got a good game when we went, went there, right? And historically, it hasn't been a good pay for us. City, we went there and won. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea went there and got a result, you know, went, whilst not playing well. And it, if, to be honest, if we can go to these places away from home against these big sides and not play well and get a result, I'm happy with that. I'm more than happy with that. And I'm yeah, happy to um, see that. Look, we're 10 points up on last season. Yeah. Every game, well, Forrest obviously went around, but... Let's say even nine, uh, you could swap that from you could you could you could swap that from Burnley. You could swap Forest from Burnley, right? We yeah, we, we exactly. lost to Burnley one, yeah. no? like when we went when we went down so, there. We've gone to no, um, gone to Nottingham Forest and we've won two 0 Exactly. So these, if you're just game for game, like we're up on last season by ten points. If you add t- ten points to our points total from last season, where does that put us? Yeah, 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 it does. Probably put probably pushing Liverpool. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. No, that that that, but, that is true. That is true. And when we look at it, actually, um, we, we kind of like we touched, we touched on this earlier. We've now got a Kane who's scoring, you know, look, like I said, Conte is not a genius for teaching Kane how to score goals, right? And he's long put to bed the whole Kane doesn't yeah. score in August thing, right? But he scored four goals now. And this time last year, he still hadn't scored, right? He took him until December 28th. Not to not like to to score, yeah. right? So that's got to be taken into consideration. Now he has currently. I mean, he wasn't great on Sunday. I think it's safe to say he wasn't great, um, and it didn't matter because of his consistency and the fact that when he misses an opportunity, he feels more confident that he's going to get the next one, 
Right, he feels more confident yeah. that he's gonna make he's gonna make an impact rather than for some people to like their head drop, etc. He stays in it. I don't know if you um, if you you probably did see this clip that was going around um, about Mbappe. Like, there's a there's a counter attack, and PSG are streaming forward, and Mbappe yeah. calls to the ball, he doesn't receive it, he stops running, and then the ball actually eventually comes into yeah. a space where he would have had a tap in had he come running yeah. right. Kane waits for the ball from Sessegnon. Sessegnon dilly dallies, and eventually puts in a cross but it's blocked by a defender Kane is pissed right he's pissed his head's in his hands etc but whilst he realises the ball's still alive he gets up again right make sure he's in the right place and when that ball yep. that delicious ball does come through he's there to finish it that needs to be taken into consideration and appreciated right because you even see when yep. he celebrates right when he celebrates he's not like oh you know Session that's how it should have been done you idiot that's how you should have passed it blah blah no he yeah. embraces Session, brings him into celebrations. Like, there's a real unity there, which, you know, I think I might be making too much of it. But when it's all going badly, people like to pick up on these small things. But I think as it's going well, the fact that he was able to still have the focus to stay where he needs to be, to finish the opportunity, and then in celebrating to acknowledge Session, I think it's a big deal. Yeah. You want that chemistry. And Great. Kane is showing great leadership at the moment, which, uh, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Look, we don't know he's got to sign a new contract. I'm actually not thinking about that at all. I'm just thinking about him doing the best he can for the season and seeing where it can take us. But how do you feel? Like, do you think he's getting back to his best? I think he is. I think it's... I Yeah, when he missed... I remember back in the day... <laughs> it's funny saying back in the day. Yeah. It's like back when we were good. Like, Kane used to get four or five chances a game. And like, as much as he's super effective and as much as he's clinical he'd get blocked or he would miss and it would be by inches or a keeper puts in an amazing save. And it would take, it would take five chances, he would get maybe one goal, maybe two. Every now and again, a good old, good old hat-trick. But, I remember, and then there was a period where he, he wasn't getting the chances, he wasn't getting the, he wasn't getting the play. Um, and that was with Mourinho and that was a bit with, a bit with Nuno. And now he's in a position where he's learned this system Right, he's learned when to drop deep and when to lead the line. Because Conte is like, I want my striker up front, but also Harry Kane is is our De Bruyne and our Haaland. So sometimes he needs to drop deep, but he's learned within the system when he can do that. And so he's now like, if you look at it, he could have had he could have could have had a hat trick before the penalty. And if he scores that penalty, we're now looking at four, yeah, we're looking at four goals. We've put Nottingham Forest to bed. And then some, and it's a completely different story. And so, yeah, I'm a bit like you. When the chances came and you missed them, I was like, yeah, it's okay, man. Like, you're going to have another chance. This is, like, lads, it's Forrest. <laughs> right? Harry Kane. Like, <laughs> and if you need any extra incentive, Dean Henderson thinks he should be England number one. So, you know, show him a thing yeah. or two. Um, no, I hate that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I was calm. Um, and what I hadn't appreciated, and this is quite exciting now you've said it, but I need to go back and watch it, is that within the furore of scoring a goal, or the, the emotional roller coaster of being ready to score, having Cess screw it up, being overwrought, looking up, seeing Rosalison can do something, watching him ping God's own football off the outside of his right boot. Make no mistake, that was a phenomenal assist. They should do a Assist of the season as well. Or well, uh, oh, assist of the month instead of just goal of the month. And then you know, you know I'd be down you know, for that. In space, knock it home. Fantastic. So to, ha- and the, to then have the presence of mind to think, not only did I just score, 
guarantee the three points. Not only did Rasalison just bail Cess out, but no, Cess is a 20-year-old kid. I am a leader in this club. Let me make sure the kid knows it's okay to try and to fail. And I think, and to try to make a mistake or to try and get blocked, because if he didn't do that, Richarlison doesn't get the assist. So keep trying. And who is it? I think, I can't remember if it was, I think, to be fair, I think it might have been Nuno who said this, but it's, it's not about making the mistake. It's about trying. So just pick yourself up, go again, right? You, you, things are going to go wrong. So Kane in that moment was like, Cess, it's okay. Ne- the next cross, and I guarantee the next cross Cess puts in, it's going to land on a sixpence because what more encouragement do you need than, you know, the talisman of your club saying, yo, it's okay, do better next time. That's it. 100%. I think... It, and that's really exciting. I think it's a really, it's a really exciting proposition to, to see that, like, the growth as well, right? Because we've been watching him since, you know, all the, all the loans and his, uh, his Europa League stuff. And, like, you know, to see him to really develop and establish himself as a, as a talismanic leader that he is is really, is really good to see. Um, you mentioned Richardson um, there and his amazing, um, his amazing pass. I think it's also really important to touch on this whole showboating thing, right? This has really annoyed me, and I want I want you yeah, to know if I'm not if I'm not being crazy, right? So my guy does a couple of uh, kickups, right? Yes, I'm not denying that it's showboating. That's fine, it's showboating. But after he's paid that pass, right? Arguably, and he's put the game to bed. He's helped put the game to bed. Arguably. He's earned the right to showboat, right? If you want to yeah. say, if you want to say, oh, this is a, this is um, this is this is a, the Premier League. We don't run that stuff in England. Blah blah. blah this stuff. First of all, I think it's absolute nonsense. We love, we love, as, and I'm talking about real football fans. I'm talking about purists, right? We love mm. when their joy is in football, right? We love it. Right, and I mean, I think you're very much like myself, where the love of the game, the joy that we get from the game, is like you know, it should never go away. I'm not saying that those kick ups pretty much light, lighted up my day or whatever, like, they were nothingness to me, right? But yeah. the fact that someone can be a bit cheeky, try a little thing, it shouldn't be things that are like, shouldn't be, it's not part of the unwritten rule where people are like, you know, you can't show, bro, you can't do that nonsense. And then I also think that if you want to do the show, bro, fine, you should know that people want to come after you, right? Wolf of Zaha gets hacked so many so often because he does a flick or trick or two, right? People don't like it. There's so many different players in the Premier League who are going to get that, right? And if they should, that's the style of play that they have, they should be prepared for it, right? But I also don't think that you should be able to just hack someone down and get away with no yellow card because it was showboating. I think that's trash. I think it's absolute yeah. garbage. I, I, so I have, I have some thoughts about this. <clears throat> and first of all, I was livid that for me... That was assault, right? Like, it does, I don't give a fuck if you're on a football pitch. You just come and hack someone down. The ball is long gone. Within, that's violent conduct, right? There was no attempt to play the ball. There was no attempt to even play the man. Like, sometimes you put your body in the way you try and do something with your body and it comes off as a foul. No, you just went and kicked the guy because you didn't like what he did. That is assault. That should be a three-match ban. That, should be, that guy should be hurting in his pocket. I think the reason is even a conversation, Oh, so actually, I'll come back to that because that's 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 the controversial bit. I agree with you. I loved seeing. You can call it showboating. I I thought it was a good way to control the ball, have a look around before making your pass. That's the other way to think about it. Because if the ball is on the floor, you get tackled. If you keep the ball moving, your opponent can't get to it, and then you can play it. 
but you want to call it showboating, fine. I enjoyed the smile on Richarlison's face when he was playing football. I enjoy, like he's a Brazilian. Like even even Emerson Royal, who is also Brazilian, believe it or not, uh, and not the most technically gifted, but he'll do a little thing here or there, and the smile on his face, the smile across our players' faces when they do good things with the football, I enjoy seeing it. And this, frankly, even if someone does it against us, I'm just like, yeah, okay, that was good, fine. But I think because, like, and especially because he's Brazilian, especially like this is whole, I don't know whether it's. Yeah, I guess because it's Brazilian, it's extra special. And it's because it's Richarlison and because he's got a bad rep because he play acts yeah. and he's, you know, he's... Uh, somebody called him Lamella on steroids, right? In that he's just like a... He's a master of the dark arts. He's a master of shithousery. There's some... All of a sudden, he now deserves it. It's like, in what world does somebody who... Like, is that... How, are we just doing like mob justice now? Okay, a player slide tackles. So Son, when he broke that guy's leg years ago and cried about it, he broke that guy's leg, so he now must deserve to have his head kicked in. No, what kind of nonsense? It's, it's absolutely trash. And then absolute I think the, trash. Ne- the next the next level to that is, and it's interesting that you mentioned um, Zaha as the other one who gets you know chunks kicked out of him week in week out. I think like in my heart, there's like an element of like black boy joy when these guys do this on the pitch, and it's like yeah, um, yeah. Delhi got it. Delhi used to get it through the nose. Like Delhi used to, when he back in the day, Delhi loved his football. He'd do tricks and flicks, and you could see he was enjoying himself, and that made people angry. Yet when Jack Grealish does it, he's the victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, people are kicking, kicking, kicking chunks out of Jack Grealish. But when Zaha's doing tricks, it's like, or when Richarlison's like playing better football around you, and you come and kick him, that's oh he was asking for it. No, bruv, like. No, I, I completely agree with that. There's, That's a really important like, point. Pundits, pundits, your bias is yeah, showing. Yeah, it's, I mean? re- it's a really important point you've made, and I think in the past we've seen pundits. Um, I think it was like I think it was Jamie Carragher who made a comment about Latin players and them going down mm. a bit easy, right? When we've seen the likes of Wayne Rooney, we've seen the likes of um, uh, Kane, even at times like. To be, to, 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 to have gone like yes. to to have been, um, I guess, creative in 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 winning penalties, right? But when Carragher sees yeah. Salah do on a regular basis, I've seen Salah do some outrageous. Um, by the end of the day, he's playing he's playing the game and he's gaming the system, right? He's done it, and they make yeah. different allowances. And I think that point you're making about Grealish is is absolutely correct because if you play football, how you see the most effective, and if you decide to take those things out of it, I mean Thierry Henry. Right, there's a lot of showboating, a lot of showboating he performed. Right, people didn't mind because he was a Premier League darling and he was finishing top scorer and blah blah, and it was fine. If 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 he had been cluttered by Roy Keane for like standing on the ball and dancing on it, doing back and forth and flicks and tricks, do you think people are going to be saying, "Oh, he deserved it"? No, they'll be telling Keane's an animal, he's yeah, an uncultured no. thug, blah, blah. But when Salas is doing it, they want to make... I just think you should just keep the same energy. You should keep, absolutely keep the same energy. I saw yeah. Diaz not too long ago bring the ball down, take a couple of, like, um, like took, take on his knee, kicked up a couple of times, and then start his attack. It was completely unnecessary. It was completely unnecessary. People are like, yeah. oh, well, he's bringing the ball down. No, if you want to bring the ball down, you're a Premier League football player. If you want to bring the ball down, you can do it one touch. I've done it at one touch 
and I'm an amateur. It happens, right? But he took it down as his knee. Yeah. He carried on the kick ups as he moved forward. It's not the same thing. But if you are trying to argue that there's some kind of unwritten rule, it's a bit like in the in the NBA, right? If you're getting if you're smashing a team towards the end of the game, you don't go and like put more points up and increase the humiliation. But if someone decides to go and do that, it's not in the official rule book, mate. So it doesn't mean you can go exactly. punch him in the face yeah. because he's done it. If it's an unwritten rule, it is not, it's not a, a rule. rule. It's not a rule. So so, so just, I think. That, I think if everyone's going to do that, they need to think about themselves. They're like, all right, cool. Even if he's asking for it, he's still get yellow. Because any, at any other time, that's a yellow card. Bring out your cards. Exactly. It's nonsense. And I also think just like there's this whole thing about, you know, I'm going to pick on a few pundits, but not by name. It's like either this is a gentleman's game and one doesn't do that, or this is a, air quotes, this is a man's game and you do whatever you want. And you have to ask yourself during all of this, where was Paul Pogba? Why wasn't he defending Richarlison? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Where was he in all of this? Where was he in all of this? Yeah. <laughs> um, Again, not naming yeah. names, just pointing that, pointing you in the right direction. <laughs> so, one thing that... Before I guess you'd find... Exactly. One thing... Hey, you know, you haven't made it until someone tries to see you. Know? You haven't made it in life until someone tries to see you. Uh, um, uh, one, one thing that I think is, it needs to be mentioned in the knowledge is Sanchez. Sanchez has now Big gone damn. like 500 and something minutes. I think it's also nonsense. Like totaling up like that, but however many games, without conceding a goal, um, he is not the most beloved of Spurs defenders. He's not the most cultured with the ball of his feet. But right now, my guy's effective, and like we mentioned earlier, yeah. with Romero out of the team, he's come in very calm, been effective, delivered, and maybe a, a couple clean sheets. You can put it down to context. You can put it down to. You can put it down to context. You can put it down to um, circumstance. You can put it down to like fortune, whatever. But he's doing it on a regular basis, man. Whenever he's called upon, he's delivered. And I, I think when we looked at how yeah. Ben Davis, incre- Ben Davis increased his um, Davis increased his effectiveness over a period of time, right, and became you know, people were like, look, this guy is a top-notch defender. We don't need to replace him. It's good to have someone to give him competition, but I don't need to replace him. I wonder how soon it is before the narrative on Sanchez needs to change. Because I still see on Twitter loads people like, oh, if you still think Sanchez is good, um, you're part of the problem. He's not good enough to be at the club. My guy's starting and we're getting <laughs> clean sheets. When is he going to be given his due? He's, I, think he's, I think he's good, Big Dav. I think he's had, a, he's had a tough run. He's been asked to play in systems that... He didn't quite understand, um, as has all the defence. And then under Conte, I think he's done what's been asked of him. Um, I agree with Conte's comment in a recent interview, which is his issue is concentration. And sometimes his concentration will slip. And that means it's a, a wonky pass or a dodgy tackle. But he's kept his concentration. He's kept focused. Um, and I've got to admit, when I see Sanchez next to Royal on that right-hand side of our defence... I I start sweating in, in undesirable places because <laughs> between the two of them, you got Royal, who's a little bit nervy. You've got Sanchez, who's a little bit scatty at times. And that's where mistakes happen. And I've seen mistakes happen. I've been at the ground and I've seen, I've watched, I'll be like, they're about to screw up. And lo and behold, we can see the chance. But credit where credit's due. He's tidied his game up. Um, and I think he's, look, he's not, realistically, if Romero's fit, he's not going to play. But after 
after our back three of Romero, Dyer, and Davies, he's the next. He's the next one I trust. He's our next best defender. And then Longley, on paper, could be better. But let's be honest, we haven't seen him yet. And can he do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke or a Wednesday night in Stratford? We'll soon see. And then Tanganga, we've seen many times, isn't really up to it. So, I don't know. Unless you're going to spend £60 million on Skriniar, Davis and Sanchez is is it. You know, and he he's someone who is clearly like, he has a love for the club, right? Because he he could have left. Um, he could have pushed for to be on loan, you know, made a fuss about his, his role going up and down. But the thing is, whenever he's been called upon, he stood up to the challenge, man. Like he was, he was awesome uh, against um, against that lot last season. You know, he's yep. been colossal against uh, against uh, Liverpool. I thought he was fantastic. Um, he's continually putting these performances. It's like we want players like that, right? Who even when they are not in the starting lineup, when they're not first choice, they come in, they do great things, right? And I think as a fan base. There needs to be a little bit more care. I mean, you can't control because people are crazy. People are crazy. But it's just when you see it, it's disheartening, right? In the same way, I guess, when people are looking at um, yeah. Winks, right? Winks is seemingly on his way out, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, good riddance, this, that, and the third, blah, blah. When, when, when he first came onto the scene, nah. when, when he first came onto the scene, I was really happy for Winks, right? Because he looked like, to me, he yeah. looked like the, the English not-so-good version of Modric to me. Like, you know, tiny technical player in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this guy could, like, really... If he just studies his game, like, maybe he could do it. Like, I'm, I was excited by that. Right? It hasn't seemed to work out for him. But he is a boyhood Tottenham fan who grew up in, you know, not too far away from the club, has come through the ranks to play big games for his, his, his boyhood. Like, you should celebrate... If nothing else, you should celebrate, you should celebrate that story. People talking about how they're happy for him yeah. to get on that cover. Yeah, get off my cover. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. Yeah, he might not be good enough. He might not be there, but there's nothing beautiful in him being able to play for his boyhood team, a team that he's been with since he was eight years old, to come through the ranks and to start with the first team and play significant minutes in big games and even score like winners yeah. at times, right? These have been big things. He managed to live yeah. out his dream and boss midfields against like, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid and Dortmund. Like, he's done that, man. And people shouldn't forget that. Yeah. This idea that we can just look at players and be like, this person's not good enough, we don't like him, we don't like this, and give them negativity. They play for us, man. Do that for flipping exactly. XYZ for whichever and, other club. Don't do it to our own. And the, and the worst thing is, it's, it's, it's a lack of appreciation of the context as well. It's not, Harry Winks, yes, Harry Winks probably isn't good enough to start for us at the moment. But it's not that Harry Winks is bad, it's that we, are, we have become better. So it's bittersweet for Harry Winks. 100%. He's seen where the club has gone. And he's not been able to keep up. He's reached his level, maybe. And like he had that injury a few years back that completely spangled everything for him. And like he's like, I know I'm not good enough to... He, like, he's got the internet, he's got eyes, he's got TV, same as everyone else. He knows that he's not up to it, unfortunately. And so he's like, oh, I, I can't wait to see what this club goes and, goes and does, because I love it. Also, I'm crying inside because I'm not, I know I can't realistically contribute to it. So, Rav, me who... Plays football once on a Sunday, weighs 110 kilograms. Like, if I had to run the length of a football pitch, probably have a heart attack. <laughs> For me to be on my Twitter fingers, being like, get rid of out, get out of my club. Oh, oh man. Give me a break. It's, 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 it is. It's really disheartening when you see people going like that. It's like, why would you? Why is that your energy? Do you know what I mean? How miserable yeah. do you have to be? 
Like you should, you should, ha- exactly. you should see and joy in that because when people see that from other people, like other clubs, they're like, oh, isn't it so great that X, Y, and Z U system is still alive? And look, oh, look, isn't it great that Jack Reedish came through to um, Aston Villa and like you know went out to cut his team? He didn't really do nothing. He didn't really do nothing there. The best thing he, the best thing he did was play well yeah. enough to, to win a, um, a, a a transfer to Man City. And his club yeah, million. That was that was yeah. his biggest achievement in, in a Villa shirt, right? He didn't go and boss teams in the Champions League. He didn't go and score like you see what I mean, and that's. And other people would have those, those those achievements from him, yeah. and they're not doing the same for Winks. It's wrong. And do you, do you know the, the just coming back to Sanchez? The other thing that we're not giving him credit for, and I have no idea how to measure this, but I just know it must be difficult. It, like if you think about it, like when you go, like let's say you're working, 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 like your day job, and then you go on holiday, and you go on holiday for a week, two weeks, whatever, and then you come back in, and it's just like bang, it's like you never left. Everyone's just like. Kwabna, what's going on here? Kwabna, have you seen this? Da-da-da. What do you think about that? I need your view here. And you're like, bruh, I haven't even I, I haven't even had a drink of water. Like, guys, relax. Right? It must like Dav Davison Sanchez is not in the first team when everyone is fit. So he's there, training, studying the opponent, running drills, same as everyone else, just to go and sit on the bench. And in the back of his mind, he's like, I'm not playing this one. I know that. I'm not playing that one. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm playing now. Like, to get yourself out of that I'm not playing, to be ready to play, and then to go and do it, because you, what's in your head versus what's in your legs is always a gap, and that gap widens unless you're playing real minutes that matter. It's hard, man. So for him to be able to come and do that whenever he's called upon, keep a clean sheet, keep focus, it's harder than... Like it's a hard, he has a harder job than Romero does, because he yeah. plays every week, than Ben Davis does, plays every week. And so you've got to give him even more credit for the guys for for what he's doing than the guys who are playing every week. Yeah, no, no I, and I, I com- completely agree. I'm glad we're on the same page with that because I think it's just more respect is required. Man. More respect is required. Um, someone who's probably not getting as much respect at the moment um, is Hovier, and I don't want to break down him too much because I think we've mentioned him a lot in the last couple of pods. But what I will say is that there's a clamouring at the moment to see more Basuma. Basuma, to me, seems like he can do both the job that Bendaka is doing as well as what Hoibi has been asked to do. Do you think we should be seeing more of him? Or would you like to see more of him, should I say? And if so, who would, whose place is he taking? I, I would like to see more of him, but that's because I want to see more of everyone, especially the new players. Given the choice right now, I'd drop Son and play three in the middle. Um, okay. But that's, I mean, that's, that's not going to happen. So if I had to choose between Hoiberg and Bentanker, I'd probably drop Bentanker just to see what Basuma can do. And the reason is, Bentanker, he can put in a decent tackle. He's pacey. He can, he can, you know, he can hit a horse's bum from space. Fantastic accuracy on his passing. Hoiberg bit of a destroyer, bit of a box-to-box, aggressive in the in the tackle and so on. But he's got value more than his football, which is the leadership he brings to that often barren midfield. But between the midfield and defence and the lines, he, him and Dyer are the instructors. They are the orchestrators. And, you know, if you take him out of the team, doesn't mean that that organisation doesn't happen because I've seen Bentancourt do it. But it does mean... That you know, Bentancur doesn't have as loud a voice, and I don't mean literally, but in the club as Hoiberg, and 
realistically, Yves Basuma is going to come in. He's new. He's a new kid. He's not really going to shout instructions at people. He probably hasn't got the competency to be on the younger side. Like, and if I'm Basuma, I'm probably starstruck, sat next to Bentanko a little bit, given all his all his all his experience, everything he's won and yeah. he's done. So, am I really going to be like Rodrigo? Get over there! <laughs> no, I'm just gonna. I'm, I don't know what Basuma sounds like, but I'm just gonna like do my bit and hope it works out. Okay. So. Until he gets the confidence to to take out, uh, and by the way, I think Skippy Skippy would Skip, if Skip comes into the side, you can swap. Skip yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Skip. he's got them playing that same. He, 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 Skip yeah, doesn't yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. He will do yeah, what yeah, needs yeah. to be done. Yeah. But I think it's Bentancur and Basuma, and Hoiberg and Skip for now. Yeah, no, I hear that for sure, for sure. That. Would yeah, he, I mean, for, for me, the dynamism that I see Basuma having means that he injects a level of energy that that neither of those guys are carrying out. So I probably would drop Benton Kerr. Um, even though like I, I, I much prefer Benton Kerr's like way of playing, right? It's way way more appealing to me. It's more how I would play, etc. But I think the commanding way in which Hobia is is playing and his his willingness to take responsibility and demanding more of his teammates, I think is really important. That leadership is why I wouldn't take it out. So that's and I, I'm assuming I think it would be nice to see how he ran a game, how he would dictate, what he would do to put certain things in place. Like, also his passing, like, he's very, like, tidy with his passing. He's not very adventurous. And it would be interesting to see how, what role that would play in, in, in the way we set up. So I think that's also got to be something that we um, really acknowledge for sure. So, so, so question for you. Let's think about West Ham. Do you think that Basuma for Bentancur and Richarlison for Son is two changes too many for Conte. For Conte, yes, not for me though. Like I would, I would run that. But he, I don't think he's gonna do that, man. And I think he should because I think West Ham's midfield is more athletic than some of the midfields that we've come across so far, yeah. right? I'm not saying that. Rice, look, for now, M- yeah. Mason Mount and Jorginho—they're not statues, but they're hardly like athletic. They don't depend on that, right? Yeah. So their kind of their movement and their and their passing. Incisive passing is probably what made is definitely what made the difference, right? Um, whereas the athleticism in the midfield for West Ham can make things a little bit more difficult. And if you're talking if you're talking about athleticism, I think Basuma needs to be in for there for that, right? Uh, I think it doesn't make yeah. sense not to use him. The whole point of having these different tools is that when different compositions come about, we adapt to those people and the, the opportunity. So I would say that should definitely come up. And I think there's nothing wrong. We're starting with Richardson and having Son come off the bench if he needs to, right? That's a really it's a great position to be in. Give him some opportunity to like just get his mind right. If give him a little bit of rest, this guy had like he had preseason like everyone else did, but he also was like traveling to South Korea beforehand and all that kind of stuff. We don't know if those extra things took a toll on him, and he's just feeling more tired. Like, why not just give him that yeah. time off, right? I don't think it's once. To, I don't think it's changed too many for for me, but I I wouldn't be surprised if one of those changes was made. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. Yeah, I, I, if I had to bet, it's it's song. But again, I was, somebody said, uh, there's an interview where Conte said, uh, if if Son wanted to marry one of my daughters, I would let them. Yeah. I would let him. So you can't say something about Sonny. You can't say that about Sonny. And yeah, that, that, real talk. Real talk. Or, or it's like, hey, you know, you're starting on the bench, but you can still marry one of my daughters, man. So it's like, there's an upside to it. There's an upside to it. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So how are you feeling about the West Ham game? Are you feeling confident? 
Um, it's. I mean, this is their this is their FA Cup final, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So it's always tough. Um, I think it'll like the way we the way we play against teams away from home. If you look at our record so far this season, it's going to be a painful game. Um, I would expect that we might even be behind for parts of it. Yeah. And then the <clears throat> question is whether we can pull something out of the bag. Um, I don't think we're magically going to start like at the races. Um, we might I nick think something. I think early we want on. a fast, aggressive start, man. I know we all want that, but I just. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, because they will, they will, they'll be at it, and they will start aggressively. So we need to at least match that. Otherwise, we will be two 0 down in half an hour. Um, we'll have to do some Man City antics to get out of it. <laughs> um, I'd love to see that. I would love to see that. I really would. Yeah, I really would. Um, yeah, I, I'm confident. Like, I look at the team. I look at you know any constellation of our likely team, and I'm like, yeah, we can, we can do, we can do a job. West Ham haven't had a great start to the season. Um, they've just signed Paqueta. Yeah. I really hope I really hope he's in the side because yeah, super talented. You don't want to play against him necessarily, but he's going to disrupt things for them. Right? Interesting. It's, Interesting. It? It's, yeah. He's, if he comes in immediately and starts, it's just going to be. A he's mess. also got a maverick streak about him right. though, hasn't he? Like, and that ability to pull something mm. out of nothing is something that we should be wary of, right? There's a level of unpredictability there. 100%. could be unnerving for a team so focused on patterns and a fairly rigid way of playing. Yeah. And like he could he could absolutely do something. Um, but he's also everyone else no one like no one's gonna know what's gonna happen. Like no one's gonna know what he'll do, including his own teammates. So I think we're that that is a good position to be in. That that is that, yeah, no, no, that's very true. That's very true. And I mean mm, yeah, I hate playing West Ham though, man. I just hate the way they're just so up for it and we're just like, who are you guys? It's like they've made a rivalry out of nothing Sorry. in the past, like, seven years. Yeah. It really annoys me. Yeah. I got kicked out of the stadium once. Oh, really? Out of the, out of the London stadium. What, what are you doing? So, a friend bought tickets for uh, West Ham Spurs. I assumed he bought tickets in the Spurs end. Apparently, we, we turns out we're in the the home on the home side, which is most of the stadium, yeah, yeah. obviously. So I had I had my Spurs shirt under my coat. Um, funnily enough, it turns out we sat next to two other Spurs fans. But game goes on. Um, people like people around me, like in my immediate vicinity, know that like there's a four there are four Spurs mm. fans here. We're not causing any trouble, you know. We're giving ourselves little high fives when we score. We go, what was it? I think we go two 0 up. It's fine, like, we're dominating the game. They then pull one back. Everyone around West Ham, like, goes yeah, mental. Yeah, I can imagine. And the people around me are like, yeah, we're coming back, we're coming back. Immediately, we go 3-1 up. And they go, the entire home side goes silent. They're like, all right, game's done. But then they start getting a bit aggressive and they start like, oh, yeah, Spurs fans, Spurs fans, Spurs fans. And so, Stewart's come over. And they're like, are you guys Spurs fans? Like, I was the only one in the shirt because I'm the only idiot. <laughs> the other guy had a tattoo. Can't really prove anything yeah, with a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they take me off to the side and they're like, can you open your coat? I'm like, it's November. I'm not taking my coat off. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? They're like, I heard you're wearing a Spurs shirt. It's like, I heard you're wearing a Spurs shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we taking our coats off? Because like, I'm not. And so they're like, wait, here. And they go and get my friend and they're like, yeah, let's go. But it was the worst thing. It was like 80 minutes. 
and they frog march us yeah. out, out the stadium, and then they've got these like anti-car like bollards. They march us up to the bollards and they're like, right, you're on your own. Except 60,000, you know, unhinged, angry West Ham fans have just seen me being frog yeah, marched yeah, out yeah. The, the home end. And so I'm like, okay, now I really got to go because, yeah, there's only, I've only got, a, what, at this point, eight minute window before they all come streaming out and chances are someone's going to have seen me. Man. So, they, are, they, they can be, like, West Ham, they're obviously not all fans, blah, blah, but I've had some, yeah, I've had some, some quite nasty experiences and I've heard of people having some horrible experiences coming out of that stadium. So yeah. it's good that you made it out in one piece and it's a tell the tale, man. Shell side exclusive. I don't think I'll be going back. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. But you know, you came away three points, and you're and you're facing tax, man. And that is a, is a double win. It's a double <laughs> win, man. Um, all right, cool. So I think we'll call it there. Um, Carl, hopefully you're you're back on soon um, when you and Lyra can uh, can pick up uh, where you left off, and we can we can bring that to Airways. I'll explain it? to him why it's. I look forward to explaining to him why it's not as bad as he thinks. <laughs> yeah, I think good, good, good job, good job, and good luck trying to convince Lero that it's not as bad <laughs> as he thinks, man. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, I want to say thanks for jumping on, man. It's a pleasure. Wishing you back soon. Always. Um, always. I've been Kobna, and you can follow us on the Shelf Pod on Twitter. You already know that. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or you're listening on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating because we're going to give you five-star content. Reviews are welcome, man. We appreciate it. Give something a gift to the pod. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, yeah, so we'll be back, um, hopefully, after the West Ham game to break down, hopefully, another win. But um, in the meantime, it's uh, good night from me. And it's good night from me. Lero, you miserable son of a... Nah, I'm joking, man. Love you, man. Run the outro.